episode 112, The Unseen Value of Fasting. Welcome to the School of Weight Loss podcast, where we empower you to reach your healthy weight goals with less wasted effort, money, and time. This is the podcast that uses evidence-based tips and tools to simplify weight loss for the ladies who've tried it all. If you struggle with obesity or being overweight, you're tired of endless dieting and never reaching your goals and just plain tired with life, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, obesity medicine certified physician, life and weight loss certified coach, Dr. Emily Vinzant. Let's get this episode started. All right, my dear lively ladies, we are well into January now. And some of you guys may have already bailed on your New Year's resolution to lose weight. <laughs> I hope not, right? If you bailed on your resolution to lose weight already, by the way, it's just because you made it too perfectionist, short-term, and restrictive. That's why you'd bail on it by now. It was too much. And that's what the dieting world will give you, right? I wanna share with you today on today's episode Something that has come for me after over three years of doing this work, and that is the unseen value of fasting. You see, a long time ago, I've done a lot of episodes on fasting and the look at fasting in different formats, fasting for different purposes, be it medical, be it religious, be it all the above. My husband and I just finished my first ever, it ended up being three and a half day fast. So I've got him here with me today to talk about results and our experiences with it. And he's already rolling his eyes at me at my intro. So this is my first three and a half day fast. The longest fast I've done up until now has been a 30 hour fast, but my husband has done longer fasts for entirely weight loss purposes. And I want him to share a little bit of his background first. Brian, how many long fasts have you done? Several. Several long fasts. Several. What's the longest fast you've done? I think it was a seven day fast, maybe. You did a seven day fast? It was either five or seven, I don't know. I was didn't... that the one where you were doing protein shakes at night? No, I didn't do anything. You ate nothing for seven days? Yeah. What did you drink during that fast? Water. How much weight did you lose during that fast? I, I don't know. You didn't weigh then? Well, I don't remember. <laughs> was it a lot? Yeah, probably. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Because you're a person who historically, I have the funniest video, I need to bring it up again, of my husband and I on our anniversary where he was telling me his plan for weight loss. And here's what it was. I'm gonna fast during the day and eat a protein shake at night for five days. And I giggled because I said, this is what? The least sustainable plan for weight loss I've ever heard. <laughs> because in the past with those long fasts, what happens afterwards to you? Get back to the normal eating. Yeah, you go right back to what you were doing before. But you don't understand. This is a jump start to my weight loss. I know I'm not going to be able to sustain it, but it's a jump start. So it gets me started at a lower level. <laughs> okay. So his mindset previously in losing weight was to use fasting as a way to jumpstart weight loss. And I think a lot of you guys right now might be right at that space. Okay. I don't love fasting as a purpose to jumpstart weight loss. I'm gonna tell you that. And there's a few reasons for that. Here's the biggest one. Brian, the day after your fast, what did you eat? Yesterday? No, in the past. 
You're asking the wrong guy those questions. I don't remember. I Whatever remember. I wanted to. Exactly. <laughs> and what did you want to eat the days after your fast? Probably pizza was on the list. I knew you were going to say pizza. I knew it was going to be pizza. He would always do these beautiful, I mean, very long fasts. And I'm going to let him share his thoughts with fasting with you guys because he's very successful at fasting. What he is not successful at and what I would say 99% of people are not successful at fasting at when you use it as a way to jumpstart your weight loss journey is managing your mind around food after you fast. It's like literally you're thinking through the fast of what? What you can eat afterwards. You think so? All the I food never told rewards. You that. You've, I think actually I have a video of you explaining that. Well, not now. <laughs> well, this time we did it different. We're going to share the unseen value of fasting today. I just wanted to compare your previous episodes. So in the end, this I think you would lose like 10 pounds. This 10 pounds that you lost, did it end up getting you as a jump start to your weight loss journey? I really don't remember. You don't remember because it didn't work. So did it get you all the way to your weight loss goals? Probably not. No, you literally created a little mini yo-yo out of it, right? I lost and then I regained. I lost and then I regained. And interestingly, some of you may be coming into fasting with thoughts similar to my husband. And I will tell you, this was my first prolonged fast. I consider past 24 hours a prolonged fast. And I had some weird thoughts going into it. Yet my husband had none of those. Like he had none of the drama going into this fast that I did. In fact, I went to the grocery store and I bought some like celery juice and things like that. Cause like I might get leg cramps oh, and yeah. I had all these thoughts about, I might be really hungry. I've heard a lot about fasting for longer periods. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be starving, but I know how to manage my mind around physical hunger, but I think I can do it. I need to be prepared with lots of liquids. Yet I have this weird thought that I've had weight loss surgery, so I can't drink that much at one time. So I need it. It was all this brain chatter. And Brian had zero of it because he has been successful at fasting. Now, was he successful at weight loss through fasting? No, but he's been successful at fasting. And I want you to notice that there is a difference here. Okay. So Brian, when we came into this fast, what were your thoughts about it? I didn't have much thoughts about it. I just knew I was going to do it. So I knew I'd be successful. Yeah, That's a thought. That what else? That's it. Did you think it was going to be hard? Did you have the, were no, you thinking the same things I was thinking? No. What were you thinking when I was like, oh, we need to get all this. We needed this. We needed that. What, 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 what I know in your head, you were saying something back to me. So what was a it? A whole lot of drama for nothing. A whole lot of drama <laughs> for nothing. That's what he likes to say. A whole lot of drama for nothing. Why nothing? Because you didn't need that stuff. Why don't you need that stuff? I mean, I haven't in the past. Why not? Just water's good enough. Yeah. I mean, he had no drama going into this. Were you afraid you'd be really, really hungry physically? No, because you were even like, you're going to work out? Yeah, I was afraid to work out. I was like, I'm not pushing it too much here. This is my first long fast, right? But what were your thoughts about it then? I, I didn't have a whole lot of thoughts about it. <laughs> so Brian had no thoughts. I had a lot of thoughts coming into the fast. Were you afraid you might crave food? I was not afraid that I might crave food. Why not? I wasn't thinking about it. Okay. I think you think a lot more about everything than I do. That's probably the problem. <laughs> That's true. 
This is generally true for men and women. We won't go any further into that, right? So we come into the fast. I had some thoughts about it, a little bit of fear of like, I might be hungry for a whole day. I didn't think it would make me cave. I knew we wouldn't cave, but I was just afraid of what my experience of it might be. And I wanted to prepare for that. Brian had none because he's done fasting. Now, interestingly, what was your goal through the fast weight loss wise? I had no goal. Good to know. I was just doing it because you wanted me to do it. That's it. (laughs) Okay. I love that. So you weren't motivated at all by getting the scale to move. I just assumed it would, but I mean, I I didn't even think about it. Okay. So this is just for you part of your journey. This was actually- Why did you actually pass, Brian? This is actually because you asked me to do it with you and I said, okay. I mean, that's it. What a loving husband. Because we're going to fast up to your birthday. (laughs) That's it. That was truly it, by the way. And I love how on board you were with it. He's normally not on board for things I do. So look how far we've come. Now, share with everyone in three and a half days how much weight you lost. Probably around eight pounds. And so here's what I want you to know for me. I wasn't doing this for weight loss purposes. As my husband just shared, I wanted to, first of all, I've never done longer fasting. Second of all, I love the book of Esther in the Bible, and I wanted to do an Esther fast. That being said, I do not do it from liquids. I just don't know that you need to do that. This could be a snack fast for an Esther fast. I don't care how you do it, right? My intent was a big event I had coming in my life, right? My birthday. Plus, I was launching launching the new podcast. And I just wanted to get feel healthy coming into my birthday. I wanted to be mentally clear. I wanted to be spiritually aligned. I wanted to just feel good. And in that space, I lost like over five pounds doing this fast in three days. It's kind of wild to consider. That was pretty fun for me actually to see. So you will lose an amazing amount of weight in a fast. As long as what happens, Brian? What can you not do on the back end of the fast to really lose the weight? Because I'm going to tell you, you can lose five pounds in three days and gain seven in the next three days if you do not have the mindset to match it. Yeah, you just go back to your healthy eating plan. That's it. And as is loving of your wife, she had a really big plan and you hadn't thought about what the plan would be to break the fast, right? So we broke the fast on my birthday and I said, we're going out to dinner. I don't actually want to start with dinner because I didn't know how I'd feel when I ate. So my stomach does weird things since I've had weight loss surgery. And so I just wanted to make sure I felt good. So we broke the fast, not with sugar, not with all the St. Nicholas Day candy that was sitting in our house, which would have been very easy to do. Note that, right? We started doing spiritual fasting in my groups with the sugar fast. And I cannot tell you how many of us broke that 40 day sugar fast with sugar. It was literally like the 40 days is here. Now we could eat sugar. All that is going to do is make you crave it more. You've literally deprived yourself of food. And now you're like rewarding yourself with food on the back end. We did not do that. We practiced energized eating to break the fast. So we went actually out for breakfast for my birthday. And what did I say? Eggs, protein first. We did an egg scramble and some coffee. And I will tell you, I left that breakfast feeling the exact same as I walked into that breakfast. I'm going to say that again, because that's going to blow your mind, some of you guys. I left that breakfast feeling the exact same as I walked into that breakfast. How about you, Brian? I didn't really think about it. I think I was thinking I had to get to work. Did you feel good after your fast? Were you so tired from three days of fasting? No. Exhausted and worn out, starving? Not at all. After breakfast, were you in an energy slump and sick to your stomach? I felt good. Yeah. I was listening to a 
amazing new podcast. Thank you. And he actually said, what about my new podcast? Share it. It was awesome. This is a man who did not really want me to do the new podcast. He thought I was like going to be sound like a raving lunatic on it. Because in all lovingness, he knew it's been a point of struggle and growth for me in the last year and a half. And he, I, it came from love. But he listened to it yesterday and he was like, what? This is amazing. Yeah, it's great. Okay. So here's the thing I want you to notice. We didn't come into day three and a half of fasting starving. And we didn't leave stuffed. We were satisfied and energized either way around it. Now consider that for a fasting journey. Isn't that interesting to consider that that's possible for you? That fasting for your body could be a way potentially to get through a plateau, potentially to offer something up spiritually to a higher purpose, potentially for a way to learn to conquer physical hunger, and you can feel good doing Even it. potentially a jump start to your new weight loss goals. I don't like that. Unless you've learned to manage your mind around it, I'm going to tell you. I think you could do it as a jump start to your weight loss goals, but you got to have this mindset at least to it. And so this is the unseen value of fasting, right? The next day, because we approached it that way, so we actually had my birthday and we had some cupcakes that my husband got me, but we ate, I ate lamb chops for dinner and a salad. I knew I wouldn't eat it all. So I shared it with my daughters. I did have a little bit of candy after dinner. My mom brought these amazing Christmassy food. I had a little bit of that. How much was the scale back up for you today after that day of eating after fasting? I forgot to weigh myself. Okay. Well, he doesn't have that answer. I can give you my answer. 0.8 pounds. That means I'm still down over four pounds more than I was when I started the fast. It's a great tool to use to help with weight loss results. But if you approach fasting from the standpoint that most of us do, which is afterwards, I'll just reward myself with all the foods I couldn't have and hope that that created something for me, you're gonna lose every time. And that's why I don't recommend starting with prolonged fasting, right? I just think it makes us food avoidant and then food rewarding. And I've seen so many of my ladies do this where they don't approach the fast like we did, where we're like, okay, we're gonna use this for a higher purpose to be able to recognize physical hunger. How many times were you hungry during this fast, Brian? How did you feel through the fast? There was a few times I just like felt hungry. What did you say to yourself or do when you felt hungry? Probably got a glass of water. It is amazing. I will tell you, I actually thought, I can report having done my first long fast, I thought I'd be starving the whole time. Because I've talked to people who've done prolonged fasting, and I'm like, they must be starving. They must just be good at managing their mind around hunger. Why would they ever want to do that? How can you make dinner for your family and not eat? How can you get through the evening hours, which is my hardest time, and not eat? Especially when you're physically hungry, right? I was literally hungry maybe two or three times in three days, and it lasted less than 30 minutes, and it was so mild. The emotional hunger with fasting, when you've been practicing energized eating, building up to a fast, is by far the bigger thing you have to manage than physical hunger with fasting. I'm gonna say that again. If you're practicing energized eating, getting clean on how to energize your body through food, instead of like, let me eat all the candy and all the cakes so I can fast for a minute for three days and then eat it all again. If you're practicing energized eating and you're good at hydrating yourself, this physical hunger is going to be not difficult at all for you. And that was an unseen value that I saw. I love fasting to differentiate physical from emotional hunger. It's one of my favorite unseen values in fasting. But you have to know how to manage your body around physical hunger first 
and then prepare your mind for the emotional hunger that will inevitably come up. You see, Brian didn't have as much of the emotional hunger. Did you want food at all? Were you worried about being hungry? Were you worried about any of that? Was there any point during your fast this time that you struggled? No. Good to know. I had a moment when I smelled chicken nuggets because I bought a big frozen bag of chicken nuggets for Eliza. And one day I smelled them and I was like, oh, like I I might actually have some with her this week because I kind of want to try them, right? Like I was literally in that space. There was a few times in the evening hours where we didn't spend a lot of time in the kitchen. I would recommend that. We didn't have a lot of trash to take out either. We, we had a whole bunch of coffee cups. Or dishes, <laughs> right? We got some decaf coffee to have in the evening hours if we wanted that. I did have those um, liquids because I wanted to make sure we were good there. And I, there were a couple times where I felt like I was maybe a little bit dizzy or lightheaded. That for me has to do with hydration. And especially because with my stomach, I can't take in as much. I can't take in like an eight ounce glass of water at one setting. I have to be cognizant about drinking all day long. That's one of the downsides of weight loss surgery. When you said you, when you get physically hungry, what does that feel like to you? And how does water fix it? It fills up my stomach. Do you know what physical hunger feels like for you? Describe it. Maybe I might start getting a little of a headache or something. So I think for me, it's like that little ping in the stomach. That's like ooh, a little grumbling, a little rumbling. And then I'm like, eh, and that goes away. I do get a little bit dizzy sometimes with it. Some people get a little bit of a headache with it, but that is not the thoughts that say I'm not eating dinner tonight. I can't eat in for another day and a half. That's emotional hunger. And that is what gets real. <laughs> In that space though, I think that once you've mastered this and done this a few times, you will get to where Brian's at, where it's like, never mind, it's not that big of a deal. So I want to just examine one final part, which is the spiritual aspect of fasting, because that's a huge part of my interest in fasting. And I found for my ladies that there were ladies who struggled so much with giving up things just to get the scale to move or to lose weight. But when they added a spiritual aspect to it or faith-based aspect to it, all of a sudden it got to be really easy. And I think there's something to be said then. We are going to be adding in any time now to our Lively Lady Club, what I'm calling our spiritual supplement. If you haven't listened to my new podcast, go listen to it. It's called Didn't See That Coming. We'll link it in the show notes. But it is kind of answering for my real life journey over the last 18 months and the unraveling to reset and the growth of my faith that's really occurred. But one of my favorite references to fasting is in the book of Esther, and I got to see it in Branson this last year. I will tell you that there's no right or wrong answer for spiritual fasting. You can spiritually fast with snack fasting. If you are going to God instead of food to fix your feelings, that's probably a good place to go, right? You can say a simple prayer to yourself in those moments. You can do spiritual fasting with a one day fast, dinner one night to dinner the next night. You can do all the forms of spiritual fasting mentioned in the Bible. Most of the fasting in the Bible, by the way, has no time period on it. I've read a lot of it, but there are versions of it. I just think it's interesting that we so often disqualify ourselves from it because we're like, well, I don't want to do this long of a fast. I recommend if you're just starting out to do three meals a day and snack fast. That's where I recommend my ladies go. In fact, prolonged fasting, I'm putting in our content for 10% plus. Once you hit your first 10% goal, then maybe look at this as a great way when you hit those plateaus that are inevitably going to occur as you get closer to your goal weight to help yourself get through it, to give it to a higher power, to be the lively lady you want to be, to be the healthiest version of you, to learn to stop fearing physical hunger, to learn to recognize all the emotional hunger that comes up for you, 
and to learn how to stop rewarding with food after you create a bit of deprivation intentionally in your life. So, Brian, when you think of fasting these days, what do you think of? I don't really think of anything. <laughs> I mean, I didn't he put a lot of thought. He has been a great thought. addition to I this podcast th episode. I mean, the ideal guest who it's says just nothing. just another challenge, I guess, a challenge. Yeah, it's kind of a fun challenge, yeah. I think, to play with. It is nice. It's a fulfillment. Yeah. Like, you're like, you're setting up and you just, it's something that you can, either you're going to do it or you're not. I think it feels very in control. Yeah. It helps you to feel very in control of your body. I think it's more your mind than your body that you're in control of. Yeah. Yeah. It's in control of your mind, meaning you're controlling emotional eating. It's in control of your body, meaning you're able to recognize and gain control of physical hunger and you give it to a higher power. It's pretty amazing. So that is the unseen value of fasting. Listen, I spent a really long time in different forms of medical fasting and all these different, like what studies support what. And, and there are people, there's a doctor out there, by the way, the most well-known doctor who wrote the obesity code does like five day fast for diabetes management. It's what he does with his patients. So I think oftentimes we kind of disqualify ourselves from this type of fasting because of maybe our fear of our body, our health conditions, certainly something worth discussing. So medical conditions do not necessarily disqualify you. I cannot tell you how many times I've heard it said in the faith-based world that like, your doc my doctor told me I couldn't. My doctor told me I couldn't fast. Listen, anyone can snack fast. Anyone can snack fast. And from an obesity medicine coaching standpoint, I'll tell you this, you throw a little protein in around the meds if you need food with medications, and you're probably going to be just fine around them. I know in our heads, we're like, is that a perfect fast? Did I mess up my fast? Who cares? It's the best fast you can do. Is it worth not ever doing it because of that? No. So there's so much unseen value in fasting behind just moving the scale. Like I think of it as a beautiful tool to add into your toolbox as a tool to accompany your energized eating plan, to accompany your empowerment of becoming the authority of sticking to that plan and to accompany mastering this to be the healthiest version of you. So we're doing a special thing here in January in the Lively Lady Club. Here's what I'm doing. Anybody who wants to join us for coaching on our Monday evening calls in the Lively Lady Club, you can this month. You just have to register with us and then do, I'm doing a special deal to join us in the Lively Lady Club if you love seeing what coaching looks like and experiencing it for your life. I'm gonna tell you, it'll change your journey, right, Brian? Yes, it will. Click the link in the show notes to join us. If you loved today's episode, make sure to share it with a friend who needs to hear it too. Leave me a review and click subscribe to get the latest updates on all my new podcast episodes. Ready to reach your healthy weight goals and drop the endless diet cycle? Head on over to emilyvinzantmd.com and learn more about working with me and Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss, my virtual weight loss coaching program. The link is in my show notes. 